About to be joined by Phil Buzz Rothfield. I wonder if Buzz remember this song. back childhood memories for me because I remember the, all the Australian team, the ad, they're all singing it together. The Chapel Brothers were young. Dougie Walters, Dennis Silly had hair. Uh, magical stuff. Magical. 72. 72 Ashes series. Phil, Buzz, Rothfield, good morning. Please tell me you remember that, mate. I, now that I've heard it, I just told Tanya on the switch, I couldn't quite recall. Now, I, yeah, I do. What a, what a campaign that was. It was eh? fantastic. Leaving, I didn't get, know you were that old, Raymond. You must have been two when that was Oh, uh, no, I think I was eight then. I was eight years old. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. and um, I remember it, it just stuck in my head, has done ever since. But anyway, I digress, Buzz. Hey, um, Buzz, a few hey, things. Um, yeah. just, to, just to interrupt, I've got a bit of a signing story to break here. I, look, mm. I've just put it up on the Daily Telegraph website, NRL signing. Nathan Brown, now Tony Adams, the mole, mentioned this on his Twitter account last week that there were talks going on, but Nathan Brown, the Parramatta Reels middle forward, has signed a contract with the Sydney Roosters for the remainder of the season. He passed a uh, fitness examination yesterday afternoon. The deal was done this morning. Uh, Interesting one, uh, can Parramatta afford to lose a player of his experience the way they're going at the moment? I doubt it. Uh, They also contributing at least half of the contract money to his uh, new deal at the Roosters. Yeah, that's big breaking news, mm. Buzz. Thanks for handing that over on the show. He's in state of origin forward, Nathan Brady. I don't think he yeah. so much fell out because I made a couple of inquiries and it seemed to be that he and Brad Arthur were still you know, well and truly on talking terms. He just mm. didn't seem to be a part well, of the plan. He played the grand final goal. Correct, mm. he, yeah. He brought him into the grand final side. But look, the Roosters have got Matt Lodge out for a considerable time. Look, Jared Wera-Hargreaves is expected to come back about against the Rabbitohs and the Blockbuster next week. But um, obviously Crichton's out for an extended time. Yeah. Tupanua's out for an extended time. And look, he's going to add a lot of middle strength to that club and... Um, yeah, an interesting signing, a, a cheapie just for the rest of the year. And, um, yeah, the rest is keep on signing players. Mm. And just on signing players, Buzz, really interesting piece in your What's the Buzz column in the Sunday Telegraph today. Rugby Australia's multi-million dollar pitch to sign NRL superstars like Cameron Murray and Joseph Suali'i has created a backlash amongst disgruntled Wallabies, Buzz. Yeah, look, I was speaking to a player agent who's who's got a lot of rugby players and NRL players, a guy called David Rawlings, late last week. I was actually talking to me about Paul Momorowski's future at the Roosters. But then he started talking about uh, disgruntled players, uh, Wallaby players. Um, overall, the media coverage, and it, it's been headline news for quite some time, it's particularly since Eddie Jones came back, that he wants Cameron Murray, he wants Joseph Sualihi, and he's prepared to throw millions of dollars in their direction. He looks after Tom Wright, who is the current Wallaby fullback, Brumby's fullback, very good player, had a short stint at Manly, but it didn't work out. And his field of interest from rugby league clubs who are aware of this situation. 
it's an interesting one because, look, Eddie Jones, no question, is the man to pull this team together for the World Cup, but he's going to it's going to make things more difficult if half his players are, you know, and are, are not happy that they're not getting well paid while all the money is being directed to these league guys. Mm. Buzz, for goodness sake, when is rugby union going to learn? When are they going to learn to start investing in their own pathways rather than this cheap fix of going to rugby league, which they've tried multiple times over the year and is, and every single player has gone back to rugby league again. It is just ridiculous. And for someone yeah. like Eddie to think he can come back and stir up rugby league by saying all these things about attracting league players, it's 1980s logic. It's unnecessary. It's hurtful to his own players. And league players don't want to play rugby. Pull your heads in uh, rugby and start looking after yeah. your own. Yeah, they're very strong remarks. And look, I agree <laughs> with you too. I think they should be concentrating on their pathways. And this young Jorgensen who's come through, is it Max Jorgensen, the, uh, yes. the, the, the fullback for the Waratahs, is supposed to be an absolute superstar. Now, they should be locking him up long, long term. Mm. And you know what? There's plenty of other great young rugby players in their pathways, in their systems, but they continue to come across and show their skill in rugby league because they, they, there's more money there. There's great coaching. There's great pathways through Jersey Flag and then NRL. And um, you're right. They've got to get their own house in order before trying to pinch Murray and Sualihi and others. Hey, Buzz, we're only early days, obviously, in the 2023 Premiership, but the Broncos have got everybody talking, aren't they? They were terrific against Penrith in round one, winning 13-12 at the foot of the mountains, and they've come out on Friday night and, in pouring rain, played brilliant football to beat the Cowboys 28-16. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And just to give you a couple of markets, uh, the TAB guys text me that the Broncos are in from $21 to $11 to win the competition. And the Dolphins are in from $81 to $29 to win the premiership. Now, I think that should be a billion to one. But again, they had a really impressive victory. Now, um, over the Raiders yesterday. The story I wrote yesterday is there is something festering behind the scenes over the relationship between their general manager of football, former NRL 360 host, Ben Eichton. They tell me his relationship with Dave Donahue is not great. Ben has been demoted there. Peter Bedell and Travis Main wrote that he's not even on the recruitment retention committee. Even though he's general manager of football, he's now in an awkward position where he has to report to Kevin Walters and, and not Dave Donaghy. It wasn't the job he signed up for. He's not saying anything about it at the moment because the club's got off to such an exceptional start and he doesn't want the unrest. But it's certainly a story to keep an eye on down the track because I think Ben Eichton's got a lot to offer footy clubs. I think there's been a huge turnaround since he left Fox Sports to go there particularly around culture, and um, I think it'd be a handy acquisition for another club if uh, it was to fall apart in Brisbane. Mm. Buzz, it's well known that you butt heads with the great Gus Gould at Belmore, but you have done a little piece in your What's the Buzz column this morning about Gus's views on concussion and whether the NRL should take action against Gus. Just run us through why you wrote that. Yeah, when you say I butt heads, I'm the first to credit the great man for the rebuild he's done at the Canterbury Bulldogs and signing all those players. 
and and he he's he he can do that sort of job better than anyone else in rugby league. It was so good to see Canterbury win. But look, his they were dinosaur comments. What he said about concussion, the head injuries. He's not well researched in the area. He's trying to take on, you know, medical experts in this field who've been studying it for decades and. I think it was really, really irresponsible to attack the NRL in the manner in which he did. And I know of officials at other clubs who are asking questions. If they bring the game into disrepute, if they slam the NRL in the manner in which he did, for attacking this this issue as, as well as they have, that these other clubs would be fined. And I'm just waiting for someone at the NRL to show the balls, to pull him into line, even give him a warning and say, look, this is such an important issue in rugby league, Bulldog. And as Peter Volandi keeps saying, it, it's not about the litigation threat. It's about these rugby league players having life after football. And you know, and a lot of your old mates, Bulldog, just like mine, are now in nursing homes. And they were really, you know, and it, it comes from these head knocks. Mm. It's a horrible issue, but it's one the NRL have got to be applauded on it. Everyone should be supporting it. And yes, doctors, as I said in the show last week, are going to make mistakes and bring players off when they don't need to come off. But it's better than making a mistake and leaving them on the leaving them on the field. Yeah, another really important issue, Buzz, which isn't spoken about a lot. Um, you've touched on in your column, and and I've got to uh, take my hat off to Andrew Johns. He's taken, as you've written, Buzz, a personal interest in the recovery of Sydney Roosters star Angus Crichton from mental health. Struggles, yeah. and this is a, a topic that I, I don't think is spoken about enough openly, is it, Buzz? No, it's not. But look, Dog, I remember it would have been more than a decade ago that you actually sat down with Andrew Johns before he went on the footy show one night and revealed his own history of drugs and um, really sad stories of his mental health battles over a very long period of time. and. Joey, to his credit, is doing a great job on television, doing a great job as assistant coach in the Knights and can talk on this subject with better experience than anyone. So Joey didn't want to talk about his visits to see Angus Crichton at his mental health facility, but he told the story of his relationship with him and said Mm. in the column that you wouldn't meet a nicer bloke with a bigger heart. He's a really caring person really good fella. They knock around together a bit in the eastern suburbs down at Bronte Beach and he's he just wanted Angus to know and that's why he's going to see him that he's not on his own mm. and that while he's a high profile case an Australian and New South Wales and a Roosters player that, that, that there's people there with him and and uh, I, I think it was really lovely Joey doing that mm. the good news for fans is while Angus has a long way to go they tell me he's improving. He's got a treadmill in his uh, at the facility. He's, he's got weights, and he's, he's really heading in the right direction. But obviously, no one at the Roosters is putting any pressure on him to come back. And with people like Joey and Nick Politis in his corner, you're going to back him to come through it, even though it's going to be a long struggle. Buzz, I know you love your boxing. Clearly, yes. you're pumped. Timmy Zoo wins. Does he knock him out? Is it a points? How does it unfold? Look, I did a tip in the Sunday telly today, dog, and look, it's the old line, my head, my heart says Tim Zoo. Love it watching him fight, but my head says uh, the other fella, the Tony, American. Tony Harrison. Mm-hmm. Tony Harrison. Now, the only reason I base that on is his experience at this level. 
on the world stage in world championship fights. And he's had a lot of that experience. Whereas Tim has met and beaten everything in front of him, but never at this level. So, look, sadly, I think Harrison might get him on points, but it's going to be a sensational fight. And I'm about to log on to Foxtel and book it to watch. Not very patriotic, Phil. <laughs> oh, well, dog, you got to... T- I, I, as I said to you... I'd say Buzz is in a bit. Okay. You, you had a bet on this, Buzz? No, no, Buzz doesn't bet anymore. Oh, no, you don't either. No, yeah. well, what, what I'm saying is, and I'm desperate to be proven wrong, I'm mm. desperate for Tim Zoo to win. But, dog, you asked me who I thought would yeah, win. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, you didn't ask me who I wanted to win. You know when um, Australia plays, Phil revs me up. He taunts me and teases me because he, he knows your bite. He half cheers for the opposition, <laughs> and he, he knows I'll bite. Exactly. I jump straight on the hook without a worm on it. <laughs> I can't help myself, but he does it deliberately. I don't. I don't cheer for the opposition, Dean. I hate cricket when it's lopsided, like this series we had against the West Indies and South Africa. I love Test matches that go down to the line over five days of gripping cricket. Mm. You hate that. You want to see Australia win in two days. I don't. Look, I like contests. Phil, I'm going to echo a Texas has come in, okay, from Steve. Yes. Stop talking crap, Buzz. <laughs> okay? So on that note, I'm out of here. No. Hey, Buzz, we need, we need your tips. West Tigers versus Newcastle. Head-to-head, $1.67, the Tigers. Newcastle, two twenty, And then the 6.15pm game is St. George, Illawarra versus Gold Coast Titans. The Dragons, two oh five head-to-head. The Titans faves, $1.77. Newcastle upset, Jackson Hastings, man of the match. Ooh, there we go. George, mm-hmm. Illawarra, and what should be a really good game of football. A lot of eyes on the Dragons today, first game of the year. Mm-hmm. I think they can beat the Titans. Good on you, Buzz. Hey, Buzz, hope you're wrong about Timmy Sue. I hope he can... I, yeah, I like, so do I, yeah. mate. I really do. I, I like Benny Damon's take on it. He reckons Timmy Zoo will get him late, so I hope he's right. Should be a fantastic fight. Hey, Buzz, appreciate it as always. We'll talk next Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Goodbye. Buzz.